It's one of the hardest decisions to make. Educational institutions deciding whether and how to reopen this year because of the pandemic. Most of us are dog-tired of COVID news, but schools are facing challenging decisions on when and how. Last week, a high school in northwest metropolitan Atlanta reopened for the year. Masks were optional. Social distancing, impossible. Two students suspended for posting pictures. Nine out of ten students not wearing masks in crowded hallways. By Saturday, the principal of North Paulding High School sent the word. Six students and three staff members were positive. The school getting a scrub down. And today, they're still holding classes online before making the call whether to return. If you're an educator, you're in a tight spot on making right calls. If you're a parent, you're wondering what to do for your kids. Wisdom is not easy to come by. Christians are called to seek wisdom from above, first and foremost. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're in a series this week called Soul Care. Back to school is creating a lot of anxiety this year, and not just for the students. Teachers struggling with how they can connect online, or in some cases, in person. Parents trying to figure out how to keep their kids focused. Depression, anger, bitterness, even if you're not going back to school. So many of us are struggling in the midst of a COVID-19 summer. How can we cope? I want to recommend something this week, and it might sound a bit strange at first. I want to recommend soul care. It's a term that's used a lot in pop culture. Yoga instructors say that's what they're doing. Meditations, essential oils, tapping into the power and peace of the universe to get your soul right. That's not what I mean. That's not what scripture means either. Taking care of your soul doesn't mean embracing a new age philosophy or performing some kind of ritual to make bad energy go away. I want to recommend that we take some time this week to really take care of our souls, to be honest, to acknowledge what we're going through, and to turn once again to the Lord. And we'll do that together in a moment as we turn to Psalm 42. Why, my soul, are you downcast? It's a question many of us have been asking lately, but it's a question that'll lead us to the Lord Jesus. So stay with me. Let's find encouragement together. And later in the program, we'll be joined by pastor and author Zach Eswine, who'll be talking about how God does not laugh at our depression. The earliest Christians spoke like this. We, we weep with those who weep, and we rejoice with those who rejoice. We are a people who know how to be sad about sad things, and we long uh, for redemption, and we wait for the Lord. Dr. Zach Eswine. He'll be with us again in just a moment. Then after the program, I'd like to send you a copy of his most helpful book called Spurgeon's Sorrows, Realistic Hope for Those Who Suffer from Depression. In his book, Zach shows us how the Prince of Preachers suffered from depression himself, but he also shows us how the Lord Jesus was there to help him through it. I know this scripture-filled book will help all of us who struggle with depression find encouragement we need. And if you're not experiencing depression right now, 
This book will help you better understand those you love who are fighting it. After the program, I want to send you a copy of Spurgeon's Sorrows for your gift to Haven today. Just call us at 800 654 2836. 800 654 2836. Or go online, download the first chapter from the book, and then make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And a quick reminder if you wanted to get a copy of the new film called I Still Believe, but haven't called us yet, we still have copies. It's a well made movie following the story of Jeremy and Melissa Camp and their struggle with cancer. It'll bring you hope today as well. And now, let's get started with Casting Crowns. Oh, my soul, oh, how you worry, oh, how you weary from fearing you lost control. This was the one thing you didn't see coming in, no one would blame you, though. If you cried in private, if you tried to hide it away, so no. If you stop believing Oh my soul You are not alone There's a place where fear Has to face the God you know Where fear has to fade 
Soul, a song by Casting Crowns here on Haven Today and a program called Soul Care. I'm Charles Morris. In a moment, Pastor Zach Kesswein, the author of the book Spurgeon's Sorrows, will be joining us again. But first, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been ashamed to confess your struggles with fear and anxiety and depression to the Lord? If we're really honest, I think all of us can say yes But it's so sad that we don't turn to the one who knows us completely and loves us fully. I think this is why it's so important to read the Psalms. We see the songwriters being so honest with God. They were practicing true soul care as they spoke to their souls and asked themselves hard questions. But they also turned to the Lord. Listen to a little of Psalm 42. My tears have been my food day and night. While people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why, so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me a prayer to the God of my life. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Why are you downcast? That's not a question from me to you. That's a question from myself to my soul. It's a question for you to ask your own soul. And it's not a scolding question, the way a parent might ask their child why they're crying when they get in trouble. It's a genuine, heart-searching question. Why are you downcast? In the midst of a pandemic, depression has only gone up, and anxiety is all around us. It'd be easy to say I'm downcast because of this pandemic, but go a little deeper with me. Why are you downcast? Is it because you've been all alone for months or your finances have spiraled out of control? Psalm 42 might describe you right now. Tears are your food. And here's the beautiful truth. The Lord knows. We can't forget who the psalmist is speaking to. Yes, his own soul, but also to the Lord. When you and I face this kind of deep sadness, this kind of intense anxiety, our first impulse is, well, let me say it, shame and even embarrassment. There's this image of Christianity that says you can't struggle, you can't suffer. Not allowed. If you have Christ, you should be the happiest person in the world. And I just have to say, that's not true. Christians are just as human as anyone else. And humans suffer. And our lives are fragile. We don't have to be ashamed, though, that we suffer. 
And the psalmist wasn't. He was honest, and he turned to the Lord. Think about that. He was deeply troubled, but he knew the Lord wanted to hear him. The Lord cares for us. He wants to hear us. He wants to minister to our souls. It reminds me of something Pastor Zach Heswine says in his book, Spurgeon's Sorrows. God does not laugh at our depression. I met up with Pastor Heswine yesterday and asked him about this. With so much shame and embarrassment around our depression and anxiety, is there any freedom before the Lord to feel this way? Yeah, it's such a heart-oriented question, isn't it? We, but the answer is, yes, it's okay. If by depression we just mean being sad about sad things, then that's a very wise response. It's a wise thing to be sad about sad things. And how do we know that? Well, we know that first because the Lord invites us to see uh, sadness as a part of wisdom about the fallen world. So if it, it may have been a while since you, a listener looked at the book of Ecclesiastes, but we're told there that the, the heart of the wise uh, is in the place of the, uh, in the funeral par- parlor, if you will. And they take it to heart what they see there and they reflect and they grow in wisdom and they see the wisdom of tears in a fallen world. And, and then that invitation to wisdom, we also see the Lord teaches us to pray our sorrows. And so the Psalms are a rich book of prayer, aren't they? And mm-hmm. some of yes. those Psalms, it's like a Spotify playlist or something. Some of those mm-hmm. Psalms are uh, full of praise and promise, and others give language to our sorrows. And so there the Lord is inviting us to the wisdom of tears. There he is giving us a language for prayer with our tears. And then, of course, of course, ultimately, the Lord reveals himself through our Savior, Jesus, who is known as what? The man of sorrows. Mm-hmm. And it's no wonder there that in Gethsemane, the Lord Jesus is taking our burdens upon himself. And he's uh, crying with loud cries and tears, the book of Hebrews tells us, to the one who could save him from death, and he was heard. This is Hebrews 5, 7. He was heard because of his reverent submission. So there's a picture of our intercessor, our Lord and King, Jesus, praying with loud cries and tears to the Father. And then, of course, there on the cross, the man of sorrows, our Lord Jesus, for the joy set before him, enduring that sorrow, committing himself, even his hardest questions, why, O Lord, why have you forsaken me? Giving voice to those deepest questions and then committing himself to the Father. And so this is why um, the Christians have, the earliest Christians spoke like this, we, we weep with those who weep and we rejoice with those who rejoice. We are a people who know how to be sad about sad things. And we long uh, for redemption and we wait for the Lord. And so this is why we're not stoic, uh, you know, resisting tears. It's why we aren't Eastern in our approach of, of saying that tears are a part of an illusion. But we believe there are real sorrows in the real physical world. And uh, there will come a time. Uh, wisdom tells us, the Psalms tell us, and ultimately our Savior tells us. And the earliest Christians who wept with those who wept tell us there will come a time when every tear will be wiped away 
and we will be sad no more. And that's our hope. Zach, you're speaking of prayer, prayer over us. I think it would be good for you to lead us in prayer right now, would you? Yes, I'd be glad to. Oh, Lord, here we are, some of us embarrassed by our tears, afraid, frightened, some of us overwhelmed. Lord, you know others of us are all cried out. We've cried so much we have no more tears. And we gather all this up, and we hold it all up to you, and we cast our very cares upon you because we take hold of this promise, this pledge that you've made, Lord, that you care for us. And so draw near, Lord, to the brokenhearted. Draw near to the bruised reed. Draw near to us, Lord. Enable us to experience the truth that you're the lifter of our head. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Dr. Zach Hesswine, a pastor and the author of Spurgeon's Sorrows, sharing with us that, yes, there is freedom to be depressed and anxious before the Lord. The Lord knows what we suffer, just like the psalmist of Psalm 42. He knows our soul is downcast, that we're troubled. One of the hardest things to do as a Christian is continually remind oneself that we live life under the smile of God. The Lord is pleased with us, not because we have it all together, but because of Jesus. When we suffer, he isn't scowling down at us. When we suffer, he welcomes us in. The book of Hebrews tells us Christ is not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. He isn't put off by our struggles because he suffered too. He became a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. He knows what it's like to be depressed or anxious. He knows what it's like to suffer, and he did suffer. In our place, he was abandoned on the cross so that we never have to be. And his resurrection speaks life to our broken hearts. We live under the Lord's smile, and that means we have freedom before him. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with us a prayer to the God of our lives. That should be our prayer. A simple reminder to our own souls that the Lord is constantly with us, day as well as night. Not a moment goes by that he isn't present with us, and he presents us with love and a song. This love is the old Hebrew word hesed. It's deep, and it's also very rich. It speaks to the Lord's commitment to us, Day by day, he is directing his hesed to us. We live our life in his love, not his wrath or his judgment. And that's why night after night, he sings over us. I still remember putting our children to bed when they were just little kids and babies singing over them as I laid them down. My love would boil over into song. That's our Heavenly Father. That's what he's doing right now. He loves us. He smiles over us. He's singing his song of love. Yes, we suffer. Yes, we'll continue to suffer. But in the midst of it all, we have a kind Lord who's pleased with us and walks with us every step of the way. In the morning when I rise In the morning when I rise in the morning, when I rise, give me Jesus, give me 
Jeremy Kemp for us here on Haven Today, a program called Soul Care and his song, Give Me Jesus. Well, I was so happy to have Zach Hesswine with us again on the program today. I want you to know his words have ministered to me and also to my family. And I know his book will help you see that if you or someone you love suffers from depression, you're not alone. I'd like to get you a copy of Spurgeon's Sorrows, realistic hope for those who suffer from depression. Instead of offering 
some simple cure-all formulas, this book addresses the nature of depression with compassion and understanding. And Zach does this through the lens of the life of the late Charles Spurgeon. Even the great prince of preachers was a person like you and me who struggled. This is not a self-help book, but it's a helpful note that'll show you there is hope in Christ Jesus for everyone struggling today. Why don't you call us right now? And the number to call is 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Make your gift and then ask for your copy of the book. And if you know someone else struggling with depression, I encourage you to get a second copy to send along to them. You just need to go online to our website, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And when you're there, you can download the first chapter of Spurgeon's Sorrows for free, and then make your gift and we'll send the book out to you right away. And don't forget, if you wanted to order it but haven't, we still have I Still Believe, the DVD that follows the story of Jeremy Camp and his first wife's struggle with cancer. It's a movie filled with hope that's so needed for our time today. Ask about it when you call or watch the movie trailer online. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me and Zach S. Wine. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share this great hope that we have, the great story that's only in Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Generally speaking, most people around the world want to live their lives in peace. But violent conflict is also on every inhabited continent of the world. It's ironic, but peace has to be fought for. That's true on the national level, but it's true for individuals too. If we're totally transparent, you and I would probably describe some of our relationships with words like painful, frustrating, or stressful. It's little wonder Ephesians 4 tells us to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And that's Spirit with a capital S, because it's the power of the Holy Spirit applying the work of the Prince of Peace that leads to peace in our lives and relationships. You can get your Anchor devotional in print monthly at getanchor.com.